I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. So Frederica Foya is uh, also one of my newest favorite directors uh, from the Toronto International Film Festival this year. She directed a short, a seven-minute film that she made for a hundred euros called Exit Entrance. And you know, at the risk of overstating, she'd probably be laughing and smiling right now if she's listening to this, but it really is a beautiful, lyrical, and poetic uh, piece of filmmaking. It is layered. It is thoughtful and it is just, it's absolutely gorgeous to watch from her narration, from her choice of the images that she used, the cinematography. And there's a very, uh, I think, a very uh, sensitive and delicate touch. And it's a film that will work on a variety of levels. And so we get into a conversation about a lot of things. And before the tape recorder was rolling, Frederica said to me, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk about anything political. And then we started to roll the, the, the tape recorder. And immediately she talked, started talking about something that was intensely political, but in an implicit way. And so I think this is the genius of, of who she is and what she's doing through her art. And I wish her well. And um, you're going to really enjoy this. She's a lot of fun. She could absolutely be a comedian. She's got a great sense of humor enjoy this and and try to see the film exit entrance uh it's a seven minute film and you won't regret it frederica folia well welcome to face to face we're joined by a special guest today uh her pre- world premiere of her film uh frederica folia yes that's using right. her pronunciation thank you for joining us today thank you for having me i'm really honored so your film um exit entrance yes one of the lines, I mean, a, a beautiful film, by the way, uh, very poetic, very lyrical and delightful to watch and worth many viewings, in my opinion. Thank you. And not just because it's only seven minutes, but it's a beautiful, uh, poetic piece in, in a sense. But one line that really stands out to me is this uh, is not your land. Can you talk to me a little bit about uh, that and the, the, the sort of the genesis for this project for you yeah. or this poem? Yeah. Well, the genesis of this, it's my three years as an immigrant in Canada. So this is my very own experience here. 
and this land is not yours is what I've been feeling when I came here because Canada is a place that is full of controversies and um, it's, um, it accepts you, but then it also rejects you. And it's, I've been going through many different phases as an immigrant here. In fact, the, the voiceover that you hear in the film is the collection of three years of writing all my mm. feelings down as mm. an immigrant. And so, yeah, that, that was one of the phases, to feel rejected and to feel like this land is not yours, which is a paradox because actually Canadians don't own this land because they did the same. They came here and they treat so badly the native Indians. The indigenous and, yeah. and I don't think that the concept of borders and own, owning a land is obsolete because nobody, Canadians don't own the land. Italians don't own Italy. I'm Italian. So, you know, nobody owns the land. It's there for everyone to inhabit and use and and be there. Um, you said to me before the recorder was on that you're not political. Uh, the notion of uh, borders being obsolete is is a deeply political statement, oh, which wow. is wonderful and something we should really explore. Okay, let's explore uh, that. Yeah, yeah. But you said also earlier that Canada is full of controversies. Yes. Do, you, do you also mean sort of in a way paradoxes? Like, oh, yes. So we say one thing and we actually oh, do another. Oh, yes. It's very much so. And maybe I shouldn't say these things because this will mean the end of my filmmaker career in Canada. I don't think so. But no. it doesn't really matter because I don't need a lot of money to make my film. I just shot this with 100 euros in Italy. 100 euros. So even if I don't get any finance from Canadian, it's fine. No, I'm joking. Um, that might yeah. be the lowest budget film in, in, the, in, the, in, world. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke a Guinness World Record. I know, right? I'm, yeah, I'm very good at these kind of things. Um, yeah, it's, it's full of paradoxes because it's, uh, it, there is a, a, an acceptance of multicultural differences, but I feel it's only on the surface. Mm. There is a deep fear of the people that come here and they endanger the position or job market or, yeah, the, the, the acceptance is on the surface, at least for my experience. So I wish there was more, the, the government would do more for um, opening the arts and also the mind of Canadians. One of the, one of the other filmmakers, Mina Shum and uh, Selwyn Jacobs, that I interviewed was about a Canadian uh, a, um, riot, basically, a race riot that occurred in 1969. Yes. I was four at the time. I have no uh, understanding or recollection, obviously, but I know nothing about it. I knew nothing about it. Yeah. And she's directed this beautiful film yeah. about these race riots. Yeah. And one of, one of the comments of, of uh, the people that she interviews in the film uh, says, you know, Canadians are racist, they're just really polite about it. Exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. I think is a really yeah. interesting uh, yeah. statement because we typically think of uh, Americans, yeah. right? Uh, as being, well, Canadians, yeah. we're just, we're, we, we welcome yeah. everyone. Exactly, like there is a label on Canadians for how accepting and polite they are. But this is just a label, I think, and it's not the truth. But this is true for all the races, for the, all the populations in the world. Like, there are controversies in Italy, there are controversies mm -hmm. everywhere. Of course, of It's course. just that Italians, maybe they are not known to be accepting and polite as Canadians, which is kind of true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's so much work to be done here, so much work that is unbelievable. And, and all the people that I've been talking to, have experienced the same kind of feeling. It's just that nobody talks about it because it's not polite. 
There, I mean, we just interviewed, or I just uh, came out of the conversation with uh, Daniel and Emmanuel LeConte uh, with their film Je suis Charlie, yeah. and and that's kind of was the theme of of our interview. Was yeah. there the whole point of what uh, Charlie Hebdo was doing was to provoke, yeah. was to talk about things yeah. that most people like to sort yeah. of you know sweep under the carpet yeah. or just push them under the table. Um, isn't that what you're trying to do for the most part as an artist, as a poet? You know, as opposed to, say, uh, a journalist or, uh, well, a journalist, I suppose. But, but I guess my question might be, why not write a book about this? Why do a film? Why do a poem? Because really, this is a poem. Yeah, uh, I, it's, I, yeah. It, well, because I'm really visual as a person. So I think that images stay with people mm. more. Mm -hmm. And I started as photographer and mm. writer of poems in Italy. And so I combined the both things in this short. I really, honestly, it was an experiment. Mm. I wasn't sure what was going to come out well, of this beautiful. shooting. It's beautiful. Yeah, it so really I just, is. I, and actually, I didn't even start as a statement or as a way mm. of being provocative. I just really wanted to get all the experience out of my chest and move on with my life. So it was kind of a selfish experiment because <laughs> I did it for myself, basically. And then I came here and I, I shot in Italy. I came here and I turned it into this short. So you, you think that a lot of people coming to Canada, a lot of immigrants uh, are facing similar issues. Oh, yeah. The, the, and are these issues of delays and, oh, yes. and, and, and explicit racism? Or is it more of a, would you say, kind of an implicit kind of thing where, where it's not quite as in your face? It's not in your face. Mm for the community of Canadians to be aware of that. Like, I don't think Canadians, like common people, are really aware of what's going on. But, the, um, but between immigrants that come here, it's a big issue because I'm actually, I am still waiting for my work visa. And I applied and I've been here for three years. And I went through so many visas. I had a working holiday visa, then I had a, um, open work permit visa thanks to a sponsorship and now I'm trying to get a permanent residency. And it's a process that is so stressful. It's very stressful. And I think there should be some common sense applied to mm. each case. Like I understand there's a, a multitude of people coming here. So there are rules that, that needs to be enforced and respected and it's, it's good because if you want to keep this country the great place it is, you have to go through rules. But also there should be like more of a common sense and try to see, you know, what kind of immigrants are coming and how you can help them. It, you don't feel really welcome here. Well, there's, there's, it's like any bureaucracy, right? Yeah. Any government kind of pushes out the humanity, right? Yeah. They, they squeeze out yeah. all relational sort yeah. of, you're just a number, yeah. right? And I've got a form and I've got, a bare, you know, I don't yeah. even need to look you in the eye yeah. because you're just another, yeah. uh, form or fi file yeah. folder on my desk yeah. and I just got to get you finished so I can yeah. get you into the, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great question to ask that I think comes out of your film. I mean, how do we inject more, yeah. uh, you know, humanity into exactly. the average in the everyday, yeah. right? I mean, how, how do we do that? Why, why is it so easy to forget? Oh, it's very easy to I forget. It, and it's one of the other controversies going on. But to, to keep talking about how para controversy and paradox are here. At the same time, I found uh, an humanity and understanding for arts in Canada that I never found anywhere else. Mm. I left Italy, which is supposed to be the land of cinema, because I had to make films in Canada. 
there was no possibility mm. for me to make film in Italy because there was no art support. Mm. And instead here, the art support is amazing. So, you know, we live in a country of controversies and it's beautiful and it's sad at the same time. Well, your, your film is kind of timely with what's going on. I mean, it's always been an issue, you know, your comment right out of the gate about borders being meaningless. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that's a very profound statement from a, um, a global perspective, I think from a foreign policy perspective. What are yeah. the implications of that yeah. kind of a, a notion, but also as we see that starting to unfold, especially with Syria now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a problem that's been going yeah. on for four years. There has, the war in Syria has been going on for four yeah. years, and all of a sudden everybody notices Syrian refugees, yeah. right? Yeah, How come yeah. it took four years, right? So yeah. these are these are great questions yeah. that come out of, I think, I think film. it's because now it's sensational for mm. media to put a photo, for example, to put a photo of a dead kid um, on the shores, the, the, the famous photo that we have all seen. It yes. was a very sensational photo for media to get attention to that. But then the day after, the same media were talking about, I don't know, Johnny Depp on the red carpet of right, Thief. Right. So, because that was sensational. That's the, that's the story I paid attention to, by the way. Exactly. Was, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. I I've paid got a attention. selfie here, actually. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I see that on your phone. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it takes a long time because to raise awareness about these things, the media go for sensational news. So if it's just... 2,000 people dying is not sensational because it's something we are used to. And this is very crazy. It is crazy. Let's talk about your poetry, your filmmaking. You say that you're laced to your art yeah. in your film. Yes, very much so. Yeah, tell me about that. What do you mean? I mean, because it sounds the, lovely. Because that's, I think everybody, when moving from a country to another, you carry the things that you are, that they are the most dear things to you. So the most dear thing to me is my art because I can carry it anywhere. I don't need to put it in my luggage. It comes with me because it's my heritage. So that was my tool to stay sane in this kind of crazy situation I went through for, as an immigrant. So the art is just a symbol. It could have been any other thing. And you stay laced to it because you want to hold on to it and, and uh, not lose yourself. So it's a tool for not losing your identity in a new place. It makes you, it reminds you who you are. So that's the, that's the art, but can be anything else for... I love the fact that you use the word lace, and you, you don't say that you're tied to your art. You say you're laced to it. It's a little more um, delicate. Well, thank you. Thank you for appreciating that. <laughs> yes, you're I really welcome. love to choosing word carefully. Yeah. I think it's very important. And this is another aspect. Did you write the poem before the film? Like, was the, was the poem uh, finished? No, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't a full poem. It wasn't a full piece. It was many, I actually, I don't know, I don't have them with me, but there were many pieces of paper that were laying around right. the house right. for three years because mm. I'm, I'm not really neat and tidy. So I write <laughs> everywhere and then I bend on them. And then I opened this box when I was doing the film and I was like, oh, this is cool stuff. I'm really good. No, I didn't think I'm really good. But I was like, okay. Well, you I need start to see the connections, right? I started to see yeah. the connection. I did I had no idea what I was doing, David. Sorry about that. Well, I, I think, though, yeah. that, okay, at the risk of overstating, uh, it, yeah. to me, it's the sign of a great piece of art. <laughs> Thank because you. Because you are, you, um, there's a philosopher by the name of Michael Polanyi that talks about the idea of indwelling. And indwelling is that we, we, we academically, we relationally, we thoughtfully, we soulfully draw from all these things that are a part of who we are, and then it's expressed. 
right? Yeah. It's expressed through our anger yeah. and our art and yeah. our writing and so on. And, you're and so not you're aware. pulling, you're not aware of it. Exactly. It's, there's, a, there's a tacit kind of yeah. element to it. I'm right? totally unaware. <laughs> of everything. All the time? Yeah. Okay. I'm also unaware of the fact that I won't be able to make any more, more film after this interview. <laughs> you you uh, <laughs> actually, I think, quite quite the opposite. I mean, let's <laughs> let's um, let's build on the fact that Canada is a good place to find yeah. birds funding. Is that, would you say, is that the, the reason why you wanted, yeah. really the reason you wanted to come to Canada? Yes. Or were you feeling any other kind of no. um, oppression? No, no. I think that was, was the was reason. Arts. I knew arts. that in art, you can come and make art. In Canada, it's an, unlike other places where I've been. Here, they really care about art and they yeah. nourish talents and they are willing to mentor. I have like I found Deepa Mehta to be my mentor, which is marvelous. And yeah. she adopted yeah. me and she. Um, How did you pull that off, by the way? Did you just camp out on her doorstep? Exactly. Or? Yeah, did you? Yes. Good for you. Yeah, that's what I do in my life. I go stalking <laughs> people too. That's right. Actually, yesterday I gave my DVD to Ceylon, the Palm d'Or winner for Winter Sleep last year. Nice. And the bodyguard was almost uh, arresting me, but that's how I met people. I can see the handcuff uh, marks exactly. on your wrist. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good for you, though. Yeah. That's fantastic. Because I mean, that's what that's. I mean, to me, this is what the film festival is all about. 40th anniversary. Why not celebrate it? Uh, with through some younger filmmakers yeah. that are making films. I mean, I, I interviewed Armand uh, uh, Haley and her uh, her producer, who's her husband, and I can't remember his name right now. That's outrageous. But they made their film for ten thousand dollars, a full length feature film yeah. in Ethiopia. I mean, how cool is that? How yeah. amazing is that? I yeah. mean, that is what we should be celebrating, yeah. right? It seems to me, anyway. No, it seems. So I agree with you, and uh, and it's it's great. I, I honestly, I think TIFF is the best film festival in the world mm. because. You, there is an accessibility right. to talent that yes. are more experienced than you, yes. and they can mentor you. So you really get to meet the How long have you been working with Deepa Mehta for? For uh, two years and, now. And would you say kind of side by side in a way? Yes, like side by side very is that much right, so. Eh? So that's yeah. a wonderful kind it's of It's wonderful because she was very generous and uh, very giving and not afraid of sharing all the tips of filmmaking with me. Actually, I know, giving me more than what I expected. So, yeah, I, it was an amazing experience. So let's go back to that idea of indwelling. What did you pick up from Deepa Mehta that, that you wouldn't be able to write down, do you think? Okay, I pick... I, a way of editing, a way of writing, you know, an eye. Okay, first of all, I picked up the controversy love. You know, I dig into controversies and things that are, they need to be said. And maybe people don't want to go there because it's risky and then right. because you have problem finding Fear. funds. You know. So I, from her, I picked probably... And I wish I picked, I, I hope I picked that, her courage, to be a courageous mm, filmmaker. Nice. You don't have to be shy for controversies. And then in, on the art side of it, I learned a lot on how to direct actors. She mm. has a beautiful way of doing workshop before her films, and they come from theater techniques, from the Indian theater techniques. And I assist her during the workshop as well with all the actors for the film. They were not rehearsal. They were just workshop to learn the acting techniques. And it was mesmerizing. Mm. And I actually used the same technique with my actor. So tell me about the technique, because I bet you she doesn't have it written down. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to talk about it. <laughs> no, but no, what I, I mean, what's fascinating yeah, to me is that 
she didn't pull you into a room like this, a boardroom, and get out a whiteboard and write down the oh, 10 things no, that you need all. to do, that's right? Deep and yet you're you're walking out of the room going, okay, I have insight. Exactly. That's fascinating to me for exactly. a whole lot of reasons. Oh yeah, you could totally see on set that from the first take to the last take of the same scene, hmm. the actors changed their performance totally. Mm. They went from a good performance to like Oscar winning performance, wow. thanks to the way she talked to them. And she used this emotional um, connection with their own life and she pulled deep-rooted feelings and I was I was just mesmerizing I owe I owe her everything also the push to make this film she forced me to do it. <laughs> it's her fault if I'm in trouble now yes well at least you have somebody you can blame yeah because totally heaven forbid fault, we, heaven forbid we blame ourselves right that we actually hold ourselves it's responsible. always other people's oh fault. yeah totally, totally yes, exactly so so we'll probably wrap up soon here uh, Federico but but I love this notion, and I think, and again, this has been a theme for me. I've done quite a few interviews for this festival this year, but you know, you talk about being present and being loved and belong and wanting to belong. And I actually think that you know, uh, the Old Testament scriptures say that pride comes before a fall. Actually, I think the fact that most of us don't have a home, that most of us don't have a place that we can go to, and I don't mean a building. I, don't, I, I mean, I mean, a truck driver driving down the road, they're feeling at home, yes. at home in this world, and yeah. that's to do with relationships. It's to do with the environment. Yeah. It's to do with political statements and borders and all these things. And I so love that about this piece that uh, I think it's a. Um, I mean, I think it's a warning, actually. It's a warning. We in, all need a, a home. In, like we really all need a home. And I was very lucky to have a home in Canada despite all the controversies, but there's so many people that are not finding a home and, and we really need to worry about that. And also, home can be emotions. Well, that's what I, I think that's what I'm driving at a little yeah. more is this idea of uh, being comfortable with who we are and yeah. where we are, wherever yeah. it is. It's driving a truck, flying a plane, yeah. sitting in a boardroom, right? And, and for many people, like Syrian refugees, emotions are a luxury. Mm. They cannot, they don't have them. They cannot afford it. So we are very rich to have a home and to have emotions and to have a place where to feel at home. But what about these people? Well, I, I want to ask the question, what happens when people feel alienated? So if you feel alienated by your wife or your husband or your mother or your children, your religion, your school, your country, right? Yes. Or the country you're trying yeah, to come to. Of course. Now, what do you do? How do you react to that? How do yeah. you respond? And I, I think films. that's a great question, but a dangerous question. Yeah, you make films, I but make not everyone films. does. Not everyone does, and not everyone has the luxury to make films. Well, not everyone has 100 euros. Exactly. You know, so. <laughs> exactly. It seems a paradox, but it's true. It's totally true. You know, true. there is a story of a guy that is in Italy, and he's inventing me. I don't know if you're aware of what's going on. All the uh, African refugees are mm. on the rocks of Ventimiglia, which is a city between Italy and uh, the border of France. Oh, okay. So he's there, and all he has is 100 euros. And you know what he's spending in that, you know, on? On train tickets to try to cross the border. Hmm. So four times a day he spends his 10 euros, for example, to get a train ticket and cross the border. And every time, for four days, he gets pushed back. So he said, I only had 100 euros and I spent them all on train tickets. And now, I, even if they open the borders, I don't know where to go. So we were laughing about I, not everyone has 100 euros. It's very true. You know? it, it's absolutely true. And yeah. sad. The, ga the gap, uh, the gap uh, 
seems to grow. I mean, the field that I work in, you know, the whole idea of uh, one of the things that I think films like yours and poems and essays and so on like yours bring attention to is the idea, poverty for instance. Poverty is about being present and being loved yeah. and belonging. It's not just yeah. about money. No, it it's is not, not just about cash. Yeah. And when we think about it, we usually think about these things, you know, economically or based on numbers, yeah. right? Quantifiable yeah. things. And this is why pieces like yours, I think, are so wonderful because they appeal to us on on qualitative levels. Does that make sense? It does on, make on, sense. On emotional <laughs> levels, on spiritual levels, yeah. on relational levels. Well, I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you understood that and I hope people will understand I hope so too where 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 are people going to be able to see this film is it online is it I think it's on it's it's still playing it's at still TIFF playing tomorrow at, TIFF. Okay. at the 3:45 p.m. at Scotia Bank Cinema 11 it belongs to program shortcut program 7 okay but it's also if you feel like going to London it's playing in Raindance Film Festival nice. in London okay in a few days and then it's going if you feel like going to Iceland it's playing oh, in uh, right. well, Reykjavik Film Festival excellent. in October and then once that uh, will it be available online uh, through your on your website or something? I, I'm I'm hoping to go to as many festivals as possible nice. because festivals you. give you a home where you can showcase your yeah, work absolutely. and talk about these issues. In fact, yeah, I'm really glad that Tiff gave me a home for my art. Right. Excellent. It, it was yeah. the first festival yeah. I board premiere too, nice. and I hope many others. And after the festival circuit is over, I'll for sure I will release it online because it's the best way to send it to as many people as possible. And uh, the uh, film is, is uh, or sorry, the website is exitentrance.ca? Yes, that that's correct? the website. Exitentrance.ca. Yeah. Frederica, thank you so much. Oh, I think you, you should David. go into politics, actually. Oh, that's my, my recommendation. <laughs> my mom said, Politics don't or comedy? Say... I'm not sure which one. <laughs> Me too. I'm very comic. <laughs> yes, you'd be great on yeah. stage as my a My mom said, when you do interviews, don't say too many political things. <laughs> Because it's not going to help your You're career. You're an artist. How can you not? That's, uh, that's, that's uh, I think, I the know. nature I'll of the field that you work in. I'll come to you if I don't find finance after Excellent. this interview. Good. Well, we can chat. Thank you so much for <laughs> sharing this so film much. with us and, and, and congratulations. Thank you, David. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.